Three, two, one. Welcome to our podcast, Overcoming Barriers. My name's Lynn, and today I'm joined with Olivia. And in this week's episode, we're going to be talking all things social media. I guess I'm going to start with like these documentaries that I've been, I was like obsessed with at the beginning of um, the year. I was watching, I watched two documentaries. I watched The Creepy Line and another one on Netflix, which has just escaped from my mind. Bear with oh. me, I think social dilemma yeah the social dilemma they were absolutely amazing documentaries um you should definitely check them out the creepy lines on youtube and the social dilemmas on netflix so if you have a chance definitely watch them and they definitely got me thinking about our well my use of social media and beyond the social social impact of it the security impact um, and it's really opened my eyes to this new type of, of like this new like information thing called surveillance capitalism. So I'm gonna be reading about that soon. But I've started like information. I'm gonna like write a mini report. Like I'm so boring, guys. I write reports and read things and make notes on things like this when I don't need to. But I find it very interesting. Um, so in the social media dilemma, oops, the social dilemma. They were talking about how Google, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, all these great social media companies use social media um, as a marketing tool. And we are the thing that's being purchased. Like there's ads everywhere these days, like everywhere. I go on, for example, YouTube and within like the first five minutes of the video I've probably watched about two ads one that you can't skip one that you can skip and then there's like a little box at the bottom of the screen that's got an ad as well it's like oh my gosh I remember the days where YouTube never used to have ads and now you have to pay for it to be ad free crazy like honestly this is nuts the ad sense that they must be making is crazy and it's just like the marketing tools that social media um, are using to buy our time is really scary. Like, ironically enough, I'm not really much. I'm not a social media person. That's really true. You, yeah, un- unless you count YouTube, I'm on that all the time. But that's only I'm <laughs> watching. I'm not posting. But um, the f- the funny thing about it is, I'm actually my title of like what I do because I do an apprenticeship is a content a junior content producer and especially content in creator. today's age yeah so um that's social media that's all these things and that's the funny thing I love to create I love to produce but weirdly the social ma- the media thing is where I get lost and of course you know from time to time um I do dabble in things like ads um google ads sometimes youtube ads whatever but frankly ads is kind of like how these companies 
And as you will see on Social Dilemma, which is actually a really good documentary, that's how they make their money. That's how they make their source of income, their revenue. Like you go mm. on these websites for free and what these companies buy, your time virtually, just as yep. you said. So I do think it is kind of sick in that way. And if we weren't in lockdown, if we weren't in coronavirus time, um, it might be a bit easier because for the most of us, we're just cooped up in our houses. And I have to remind myself to read a book because I I barely do. So it's so easy for us to be kind of glued to the screen. So I can definitely see it as problematic in that kind of way. Have you like noticed like the longer they can keep you on the back app, the more money they can make from you? It's really crazy because you are being sold basically you are the product you are the the user who they are Mm. nothing is free in this world as they say in this documentary often so that's the first thing and the second thing is the like the cool innovations which we they just so seamlessly slot into our everyday life like you know that typing thing where like you're typing and you can see the other person is typing I think it started with whatsapp I'm not quite sure where it started but I remember like whatsapp back in the day you would say typing so you know they're typing and that for me and a lot of people enticed you to That's wait rather than to just leave it it's like you're waiting like oh what are they gonna say and then they introduced that to other social media platforms like iMessage Snapchat I think Instagram has that in the DM section I'm not quite sure yeah, I, I think so it has like the free um dots yeah so now it's like everywhere and that's another way because it's like if you can see your friend is on the app and now going to respond to you you're gonna just wait you're not gonna come off and then go it's long you're just gonna wait just wait for her to reply or him to reply and that's another like tool they use to keep you on or the constant notifications sorry Olivia you just yeah sorry Mm -hmm. um yeah I was about to say the the notifications that's what I was about to say because Uh it's funny I don't know because I used to have like an Android I get it more with the iPhone that I have now but Mm. it's so funny because I'll get a notification ping your friend sent you a message or your friend sent like a notification like that and I thought oh okay they just sent it no they don't tell you the time it sent it so when I go back into the app like Snapchat I see that yes they sent the message but the message was sent like a few hours ago so it's literally like, okay, one or two minutes goes past, ping, get the notification. Then they realize that, oh, she's not going into the app. And Leave like half to, an like, hour, ping, oof. she sent you the me- I'm like, really? I'm working. <laughs> They're reloading the same message. Like, come on, use the app. I find that too, when you're very inactive with social media, they'll try to find other ways. I think, I'm not quite sure if it's the algorithm. In um, the social dilemma they're really smart they show it as there's someone behind the screen who's trying to get as many methods for you to open the app again um, and start a new like cycle of being on the app oh gosh (laughs) okay so now not to say that I'm old or older I mean I'm older than I was obviously when I got onto social media but I'm really not that old I'm still a youngin like that's the crazy thing about it is that (laughs) we this this generation this is kind of what we're used to and that's kind of what saddens me in a way and especially 
Instagram, for example, that was one of the first ones that I went on to. But um, yeah, I think I, I roughly around, obviously the, the consent age or whatever, the age where you have to tick pop the box is 13, but really and truly anybody could use it. So of course I went onto Instagram younger than I was supposed to and you know saw my school friends and you know others that I thought were cool on there I was obsessed as you said Lynn with I was just quite insecure because I was constantly thinking oh my gosh I don't have I don't even have that many followers why do I have the 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 following to follow ratio is off completely and I don't like it. I wanted to get oh, at least the I same. It was a competition. Do you remember like in our school, it was a competition. Who could get to a thousand followers first? See, wow. it was like, that's the mad thing about it. It's just so, uh, I was about to say toxic, but as you said, Lynn. I think it's justifiable. Is, I mean, yes, it is justifiable. Yeah, it's it's justifiable. I was only about to say because um that word I feel like can be just overused, kind of yeah, like cancel culture. But um another one. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. But um yeah, I mean, how did you feel about it, and especially at such a young age, easily being exposed to that? I mean, how did it help you? Not help you, but how did it? affect your mental health um and stuff like that I think it was quite a lot I think with social media it's it's knowing how to feel okay online when Mm. I say feel okay online I mean is your mental health in order to Mm. be online that's the kind of thing that they didn't really teach us and to be fair enough when um when they were teaching us um we were a little bit younger and we weren't expected I guess to be on social media remember the audience for social media was I think young adults so like teen like late teens 16 and above and so when you're like 13 and the environment isn't made for you and you're then you're on it I mean I'm who's not to say like you're not to blame but I think the reason why we probably people nowadays sometimes struggle with it is because they didn't get that education about mental health and social media and the dangers of it um, and how to keep yourself okay. Because now people tend to be glued, like they can't go a day without not checking their social media or they feel like they have to update everybody and they have to post or they need to be on or they can't live their life without it, which is kind of sad. What I've noticed is at least, I mean, we're in the UK. I mean, if you can't spot us, our our British accents. Mm -hmm. Uh, Countries like the UK and the US, where more so first world countries, uh, quite social media heavy and, you know, stuff like that. What I've noticed is, because, you know, my family's from Jamaica and the Caribbean, is, yeah, they still have social media. It's more stuff like Facebook and it's a bit slower down there. But one thing that I see over there that I kind of miss from over here is more interaction. Okay, fair enough, we're in COVID, so that's very limited limited at the moment. But I feel 
sorry for this kind of generation where young people have to feel pressured or they feel pressured to have to feel like they're the, they they have to be themselves their their best selves all the time all the time and you know what's funny Lynn I was literally thinking about this this mm. afternoon mm. and there is this actress on this show that I watch or I would sometimes watch called Marseille Martin her name is Marseille Martin on this show mm. called Blackish yeah um, I've heard of that show yeah it's actually I think good, it's quite it's, good yeah it's an ABC uh American TV show and I think her age I think she's she's a minor she's for 14 Ooh. 15 I think Ooh, she's quite young yeah but like I don't know she seems so confident in all of this and then I see her on like TikTok and all of these things and she seems so well put together yeah but at the same time I don't know why I feel kind of protective over her because she's younger and probably because I've watched her grow up on the screen but I'm Mm. just thinking this generation it's just a bit it's different and it's different because you know obviously on social media she kind of presents herself as put together and on the show that she's on but you may never know what she's actually going through if that kind of makes sense yeah but behind closed doors and that exactly exactly so yeah it's it's crazy oh another thing this is what Mm. I was thinking before I got on a tangent Mm. (laughs) is that she's 14 to 15 I don't know why I feel like I'm her mom but she's 14 to 15 she looks fabulous and everything like that but like can we just address how this new generation because they have stuff like social media it seems like they're they're skipping the glow up stage can we just address that like they glow up before they even hit the like they they just glowed (laughs) and things like wow exactly and it's I started this episode saying we're going to talk about social media but social media I feel like is really heavy in with my like data because I feel like it's a huge way of getting data about you but from your personal aspect so from your professional aspect you can figure out a lot about a person based um on on online databases based on um like their work email um the companies that own them obviously the security there is very very tight um and so it's a lot harder to tap into that information but they can tell a lot about you based on like for example your shopping history that's all recorded now all electronically they can be like oh yeah um olivia is a a book reader she buys always books on wh smith or you can tell um lynn loves shoes because she's always at jd or she's always buying shoes from h&m or something um and then the social media aspects kind of like ties it together because um they're the really smart tools because they can sell you things just because you keep seeing it everywhere um and that's how like trends start like you see one person doing one thing and another person doing it and because you're constantly bombarding it from different angles whether it's the tv the radio um social media websites then you're like oh i get it too and then it just becomes a trend because now everybody's seeing everybody so now everyone wants to jump into the sack or jump into the hoop Mm. I mean that's the crazy thing I think it's that and well 
the algorithm so yes it's, it's oh, that, the that makes a trend the, the algorithm the algorithm that's a scary thing but it's it's absolutely crazy and you know what I noticed and what I found out I don't know if it was kind of known properly but mm. that's exactly what cookies do like you know when you go on to say for example like you know you went you go onto this uh website uh to read the the article that you're talking about yeah and there's this little tab that says accept cookies everywhere cookies Have you basically noticed? says can we use your information for ads that's pretty much what it is and then there's links to the privacy policy so have you noticed kind of like ties google up. i sometimes need to go in incognito mode i'm not doing anything crazy but um some of the things i need to do require me to be um in incognito mode and when you access incognito mode and you type in google google instantly recognizes that you're on something that prevents your browser history from being stored and um, then you get that little cute box it's like oh yeah google needs to um please accept google cookies or whatever um and then it says see more or accept and it doesn't even give you the option to decline and then if you click on to see more and then you try to fidget with the buttons you just have to turn you try and turn everything off but you there's naturally no declining it you just can't use google which is really frustrating but until someone creates a new platform um cookie free platform um uh search engine we're gonna be stuck with google so we're looking for a new mark zuckerberg and a new larry page and a new Bro- barry um i can't really say his name i don't want to butcher <laughs> it but um bill gates oh god sticky yeah. one still it's crazy um, oh that reminds me um on the what was i gonna say on the documentary because yeah. I'm only I'm I'm going to be referencing this one documentary a lot <laughs> of times in this episode but in um the social dilemma I remember I can't remember his name but he was mm. like an ex-founder a lot of these people are ex-founders of Pinterest Facebook oh uh, yeah Google, and then they sell like the that. brand on yeah yeah so there was this one guy I can't remember his name mm. but I think he's developing something yeah um yeah. Uh, and it's called humane technology where it's uh that's his company um where it's completely I mean it's free for us I mean everything's free for us but it's less about you literally selling companies selling its its users and our privacy information it's more about us actually using the information um yeah you know in a useful way what the internet was originally used and and made for so that's Mm. definitely something to kind of check out um but yeah yeah it's I didn't even know you like there's they're really getting really interesting though because they're trying to create all these um alternate technologies to um prevent such high tech and high level tracking um and data collection of people people are becoming a lot more switched on about it and then i think the good thing is is because of again social media you can educate yourself and um prevent yourself from being as much as possible if you can um from all these cool these things um by turning off your settings or changing them adjusting them um 
using your aptics to um away like I have a screen time alert and it tells me how long I spend on my screen and and then from that it can kind of help me adjust oh I'm spending too much time and then you can fidget with your phone settings and be like okay I'm only going to spend an hour and a half on this app um per day or per per week or whatever which is really really cool you know like this whole data thing I just want to ask like where do you think this is going because I feel like um this is the time where loads of people need to learn like new skills like social media like being on the social media is a skill now like it's not a mm. it's a skill it was a hobby now I think it's Influ- a skill like, to be being to- an influencer is an occupation yeah it's a whole job now so I think like we need to like everyone needs to level up teach themselves some new skills because I think eventually using social media might become a soft skill I can just see us becoming more and more online, especially as now people um, and companies and organizations are opting to work from home rather than in office. You need to be able to be social um, and recognize other people's emotion and be more um, emotionally intelligent online um, rather than just on the work um, in the workplace. And when you can actually see the person at the end of the screen, mm. which means we have to be a lot more accommodating um to scenarios um especially unexpected ones because everything just seems to be unexpected these days oh tell me about it it's absolutely crazy how much stuff has gone on um I mean I was also gonna ask you a question actually Mm -hmm. pretty much similar to the one that you were just um pointing out was you know where is the state of stuff going and it's mainly I mean, do you feel do you feel optimistic about the future in terms of the way social media is going? Because even though we kind of point out the criticisms, as many people love to, about mm. the uses of social media, and there's a lot of positive things. But since people are becoming a bit more woke, um, quote unquote, uh, do you think they'll? Do you think that we'll find a way to actually come out of this capitalized system or maybe use social media less and it become more of a healthier thing? Or do you think that it might just get worse and the only way to kind of um, better yourself is to completely switch off from all the platforms? I think social media is actually one of the best I sound really contradictory. It's one of the best things that's ever happened. Um, you can stay in contact with people who are so far away, like across the world. You can meet people that way. You can interact with people that way. We have great apps like Zoom and FaceTime. Um, and like you say, social interaction, especially during COVID, it's been a really good part of being able to be in touch with your friends and family um, when you're at able to see them necessarily face to face um, and have that contact um, but really don't see how much more we can grow um, mm-hmm. in terms of benefit for the human mind because remember social media is for social interaction mm. I think they've managed to encapsulate almost everything I mean they could bring out a 3d hologram I can see Olivia like her <laughs> body through just like not here but like our bodies here I don't know if I don't know if they're gonna create teleports can social media can create teleports if they want to do that then yeah but um I think we've I think I believe we've seen the maximum benefits now I think we're heading down a road of 
um, unfortunately, some of the more harmful mm. or detrimental side effects, such as, again, um, surveillance capitalism. It's just now we're being watched or becoming more and more watched. Um, those kind of things is what I can see coming into play um, in the next few years. Um, but hopefully I'm proven wrong and I get to see some amazing new social media tools because I'm only evaluating this on the present um, the tools that I currently see I currently have access to someone could create a new social media app tomorrow and it solves a question that I might have and I can't think of right now Um, and that's how you solve problems basically you know there's a need for something and someone goes and theorizes it makes it and makes it reality and creates the answer to the problem and that's what social media did so I feel like what I can see now I don't really I haven't yet witnessed a gap in the market in social media terms Mm, I agree with you in terms of social media at least to you know to me as well has gone as far as it can go in terms of the benefits that we've seen and like you said anyone prove me wrong that would be great that would be absolutely great um I don't want it to get to the point where it has to come to the point where uh, we have to completely turn ourselves off from it and just not use social media not use the internet which nowadays is practically impossible sometimes Mm -hmm. but you know because I can see the benefits to uh the be- the large benefits of it like you know I'm criticizing social media left right and center but listen I'm trying to be as fluent in Spanish as possible I'm trying to live in a Spanish country yada 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 but with social media I've been able to do that and do it primarily mostly for free other than getting actual grammar books and stuff like that but a mm. lot of it was through the use of social media mm. and talking to people language partners videos yada 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 so it's extremely useful in terms of that but in terms of the downsides there are quite a lot of downsides and even though there are many benefits to it do the downsides outweigh the the goods mm. I don't know in some proportions I could say that um but yeah in terms of my hope for the future Mm -hmm. I I could say I wish I wish it would get to the point as you said it's so hard for smaller companies up and rising to take over these large huge ones so I wish that it would come to the point where the larger companies would have to make their technology and their platforms more humane and more user-friendly, more mm. people-friendly. And there are, like you said, there are a lot of laws and a lot of things um, being passed through that, uh, especially not the UN, but there are quite a few things where um, the privacy policies and the user safety um, is being questioned which I guess in that way is a good thing Mm -hmm. but at the same time I see how these multi-billionaires that started these companies they are able to kind of get away through it because of the amount of capital that they have 
and that's the sad truth about this capitalist kind of society that's the downside that we live in um so like I said I would like to uh mm -hmm. think that but at the same time I don't know just knowing how human nature is I mean greed will always be there for yeah so but we gotta thank them we're not trying to just say um hey you're all of this I'd be with someone to say thank you because we wouldn't be able to do or have the technologies if it wasn't for your innovation and ideas so thank you for creating um social media and thank you to those of the people who recognize the problem behind it because mm. when you recognize the problem you can start to solve it um and there always some is uh, somehow is an answer to that so I know exactly. that they'll be able to solve it. If not, someone else will come along and do it for them. Mm, um, I mean, it's... And... Sorry. <laughs> no, ahead. of course. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, it's less of like, even in on Social Dilemma uh, documentary, it's less of like penalising these people at the top companies because at the end of the day, those were the ex-founders, those were the ex-presidents. It's more of a... I wouldn't say like a, a harsh criticism, even though it is quite harsh. It's more of a, um, what, what do I, I can't remember what I say to you all the time, but it's more of like um, constructive criticism. Mm. Like, as in, you know, all the stuff that you're doing is great. And thank you so much. Even this podcast wouldn't be possible without social media. However, here's a few things where we see there are flaws in the system and this is how we think could better it for everyone's benefit and make it more healthy. Because, you know, right now it's more like a addiction, you know, like a, a high on dopamine, which is crazy. <laughs> I love that, a high on dopamine. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah. So I guess that's it with this week's episode. So thank you for listening to this week's episode of Overcoming Barriers. Um, I always forget this. Please make sure to follow us on social media at over underscore coming barriers. But stay tuned for all our next episodes. Thank you once again and we'll see you in the next one. Bye guys. Bye y'all.